Good morning. Good morning. Isn't it a beautiful day? Yes. Fabulous. For those of you who aren't with us, if you're watching at home online, we just want to say thank you for joining us, and uh, we're just letting you know it's beautiful here. We're sorry. <laughs> but again, my name is Paul. I'm one of the pastors here at Copper Hills, and I just want to say thank you for being here to worship with us today. This is the last week of a series that's simply titled, Being Like Jesus. Here at Copper Hills, our goal is that every single person would increasingly be more and more like Jesus Christ. And we've been talking about four key ways which we can do that. That's by learning, loving, doing, and today we're going to be talking about praying. We believe these are four essential elements to help us become more like Jesus in our everyday lives. And in fact, here in just a moment, I want you to open your Bibles to Acts chapter 2. But it's important to look at what was the example that the early followers of Jesus left for us. You see, they were trying to do the exact same thing then that we're trying to do now. And that's imitate and live like Jesus. So in Acts chapter 2, verses 42 through 47, it tells us what the very first followers of Jesus did. And as we read this passage, I want you to think about how can you see in this passage the idea of loving, the idea of learning, the idea of doing, and the idea of praying like Jesus. Here's what it says. They devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread, and to prayer. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed by the apostles. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. You see, this passage gives us this template of how the early followers of Jesus lived. If we go back and look at it from the beginning here, it says right here, they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching. To me, that sounds a lot like learning. The idea of learning from one another and with one another. And secondly, to fellowship. That sounds like loving one another. To the breaking of bread and to prayer. What does prayer sound like? Well, prayer. Yeah, pretty simple. Everyone was filled with awe at the many wonders and signs performed. All the believers were together and had everything in common. This talks about this idea of them doing life together, living together. And then the next couple of verses... Just to go over it one more time, they sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Look at their way of loving one another in their own community and people around them. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes and ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who were being saved. What if we just simply lived like that? What would our world look like if we just tried to really simplify things and live like that as a church, as a community, as a country, as a world? Well, today we're focusing not so much on loving, learning, and doing. We've talked about that in the last three weeks. We're focusing on the idea of prayer. So what is prayer? Prayer is is something that I'm sure all of you have heard the word before. You understand it. It's pretty simple. Prayer is just simply communicating with God. It's talking to God and it's listening to God. It's that simple. It's that easy. But if we're honest, for some of us, prayer is not something that's a normal, regular part of our life. And for some of us, maybe it's a little awkward, a little uncomfortable, and we're not exactly sure how to do it. 
What I'd like you to do is watch the video screen and watch this video of somebody who's trying to kind of like pray and see if this is you. Maybe this may be like you. Maybe this is someone you know who prays like this. For those of you who are watching at home, you're not going to be able to see this clip live because of the licensing uh, requirements. But if you want to go to YouTube really quickly, you can watch it. Just Google meet the Fockers prayer scene. Watch this scene. It's good to laugh at church. Oh, I love that. You know, some of you maybe have prayed a prayer like that. Maybe some of you know someone who's prayed a prayer like that, but it's just so awkward, right? In the, in the story here, in the movie, he doesn't know really how to start. He doesn't know how to finish. He's not sure about the vocabulary. What words? Do I fold my hands? Do I close my eyes? It seems like he's, he's worried so much about all the outward parts of prayer that he's forgetting that it's just simply communicating with God. Prayer is just simply meant to be communicating with someone that you have a friendship with, someone you have a relationship with. It's that simple. And prayer is actually all throughout the Bible. I don't know if you realize this, but the word pray or prayer is mentioned in the Bible 367 times. That's a lot. That means that almost everyone who's lived throughout the course of history has spent some time praying. I tried to do a quick little search of all some of the famous characters that are mentioned in the Bible just to see, was prayer a part of their life? Was prayer a part of their relationship with God? And we're not going to read every single verse, but I'm just going to quickly list all of these people that spent time praying. Listen to all these famous people in the Bible. Abraham prayed. Isaac prayed. Jacob. Moses. Samson prayed. Hannah. Samuel. David and Solomon prayed. Elijah. Elisha. Ezra, Nehemiah, Job prayed, Daniel prayed, Jonah prayed, and the list goes on and on and on. Just so you get it, it's like everyone in the Bible is praying. It's a normal part of their life. It's a consistent part of their life. And as we move into the New Testament, we see that probably the greatest example for all of us is that Jesus himself prayed. In Matthew chapter 14, verse 23, it says, after Jesus dismissed them, his disciples, he went up to a mountainside by himself to pray. Jesus gave us this example of spending time communicating with God, talking to God. And his first disciples caught on to this. They continued this tradition. In Acts chapter 1, verse 14, it says, All the disciples joined together constantly in prayer, along with the women, Jesus' mother Mary, and his brothers. So it should be clear to each and every one of us that praying has always been an essential ingredient in a healthy friendship with God. It's just hard to imagine somebody saying, yeah, I know God, I have a relationship with God, and they never communicate with God. Or it's awkward doing that. That would be so weird for us to talk to our best friend or our children or our spouse in a way like the guy in the video was talking to them, not knowing what words to say, not knowing our posture or language. That just doesn't make sense. That's not the way prayer is supposed to be. We want to encourage each and every one of you to understand that that's all it is talking to God and listening to God. But I was thinking a little bit about this. How often do we do that? For many of us, we may have the obligatory prayer at a meal time, and that's really the only time we spend talking to God. So I did a little bit of research, and there was a poll that was done in, in 2020 by the presidential prayer team at Arizona Christian University. And they asked over a 1,000 Americans how often they prayed, and here's what they found out. 45% of people surveyed said they prayed at least once a day. 22% said at least once a week. 10% once a year. 8% once 
or excuse me, 10% once a month, 8% once a year, and 15% said that they have never prayed at all. Just stop for a minute and think about yourself. How often are you communicating with God? If, if they would have called you that day for the, the research, what would you have said? What would have been your answer? How often are you communicating and talking to God? We encourage you to talk to God on a regular basis, but not because you feel like you have to, not because Jesus is saying you have to do this, but because you want to. There's some faiths out there that prayer is a big part of their faith and their religion. In the Islamic faith, they pray five times every single day at dawn, at noon, at 3 p.m., at sunset, and before sleeping. And it's a big part of their faith and religion. I remember this winter when I was in the Holy Lands, we were also in the country of Jordan for a few days. And when we were driving in the country of Jordan, there was a time when a vehicle in front of us stopped, pulled off to the side of the road, and a man got out, took out his prayer blanket, sat down, and he spent some time in prayer. And I thought, wow, that's, that's pretty devout. Right in the middle of driving, it came to that appointed time when he felt like he was supposed to pray, and he stopped driving, got out of his car, and spent some time communicating to God. That hit me. How often do I spend time communicating with God on a consistent basis? What about another group of of faithful people, the Jews? They're supposed to pray three times a day, in the morning, in the afternoon, and in the evening. And again, when I'm in the Holy Lands, I oftentimes saw Jews praying at these appointed specific times. So let's ask ourselves, what does Jesus say to us? Does he give us specific times that he wants us to pray? It's not like he commands us that you have to pray now or you have to pray then. In fact, the Bible is clear that we're to always be in an attitude of prayer, meaning an attitude of communicating, talking to God and listening to God. But when you want to do that is really up to you. But I think the most important example we can look at for this idea of prayer is Jesus himself. How did Jesus model the idea of communicating with his heavenly father? What can we learn from that? And so I'm just going to pick some scriptures from just the book of Luke. And I'm going to read every single one. I know you're going to think this is kind of just going on and on. But the idea and the point is for you to really see how often Jesus communicated with his heavenly father. It was a regular, normal part of his life. And he did it in different ways. It wasn't always exactly the same. So follow along as I read these passages to you from the book of Luke, starting in chapter 5, verse 16. But Jesus often withdrew to lonely places and prayed. Luke 6, 12. One of those days, Jesus went out to a mountainside to pray and spent the night praying to God. Luke 9, 18. Once when Jesus was praying in private and his disciples were with him, he asked them, who do the crowd say that I am? Luke chapter 9, verse 28. About eight days after Jesus said this, he took Peter, James, and John with him and went up to a mountainside to pray. Luke 11, 1. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples to pray. Luke 18, 1. Then Jesus told his disciples a parable to show them that they should always pray and not give up. And then finally, Luke chapter 22, verses 39 through 41. Jesus went out as usual to the Mount of Olives, and his disciples followed him. On reaching the place, he said to them, pray that you will not fall into temptation. He withdrew about a stone's throw beyond them, knelt down, and prayed. You can see from all these different passages that prayer was was different for Jesus. Sometimes he prayed all by himself. Sometimes he prayed with some of his best friends. Sometimes it was with a big group. 
Sometimes he would pray and he'd use that as an opportunity to teach people the idea of praying and what it looked like. But I think there's one thing for sure we can conclude, that for Jesus, prayer was a regular, normal, consistent, important part of his relationship with his heavenly father. So what about us? What it would look like in our own personal lives if we tried to follow that example of Jesus, follow the example of the early disciples. Two weeks ago, as a church staff here at Copper Hills, we decided, what if we would incorporate that a little bit more into our regular routine? So we were having our regular Tuesday staff meeting where we usually meet in the office and we spend some time praying in the office together and then talking about what's happening this next week. But two weeks ago, we said, what if today, instead of just praying here, what if we went out and what if we made this a little bit more experiential? And so we divided up into groups of two. And then we also divided up this community of West Wing. And we went out in groups of two and we went to different neighborhoods and we simply just had a prayer walk. And for the next two hours, we walked in different communities. As we walked, we asked God to help us to take notice and take interest of people in our community. Maybe it would be something that we see in the lawn or maybe something that we see on their vehicle or a sticker or a sign or a flag or something that would put something on our hearts that we might specifically pray for the people that lived in that home. And if there was nothing specific, then we just said a general prayer and just prayed for the people living in the area of West Wing. And when we came back after two hours, you would think that we were exhausted from walking and praying, but in fact, it was just the opposite. We were completely refreshed. It was a great experience. And so I encourage some of you to think about that. When you're out walking or working out, maybe riding your bike or at the gym, maybe spend some of that time praying. It doesn't have to be out loud so that you're bothering other people around you, so to speak, but just silently in your head, you can be talking to God, communicating to him and listening to what he has to say to you. For me personally, there's been someone in my life for the last two years who's been a great example to me about the idea of prioritizing prayer in their life. And so I've asked my friend Joseph to come up on stage and help me share his story. Joseph, would you come up here? Can you guys all say hello to my friend Joseph? Good morning. Good morning, everyone. Thanks for being here. It's on, buddy. You're doing good. Can you start by just telling everybody here how you, the story of how you and I met? Well, we met um, at, um, I was looking for a young adult group. I saw Paul up there preaching. Um, we, um, I was just looking for a group to go to to meet people. And I just went to Copper Hills with my family one time and... And I was asking if they had a young adult group, and they said they did. And I got Paul's number from a guy named Jim, I think. Yep. And, and you got the story and I, and exactly I, yeah, right. And I left like a voicemail, and yep. and 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 then and then pretty soon you picked up the phone, and yep. and, and I remember that it was like at your rental home, and yep. it was like a few people. It was like Marley, Brian, and, and Joey, and yep. And, and I remember... I'm glad you remember yeah. that story. I remember it that way too. I remember getting a text message from somebody named Joseph that I had no idea who they yeah. were. And you said, can I come to your house? And then you also told me that you had a gluten intolerance. That was yeah. really important to you. You yeah, told me I that. Remember. <laughs> yeah, I remember. Like, I remember that too. That was like before. It was like yep. a few years ago. It was yep. like when I was 23 years old. Yep. And, 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 and I remember like Marley was on a gluten-free diet too. And I yep. was on a gluten-free diet too. <laughs> yeah. I remember and that. that. Healed, like really quickly. Yep. Well, do you remember when we first met, what did you believe about God? I just didn't believe in him at all. 
Yeah, I you, didn't think he was real. Yeah, you didn't think God was real, and yeah. you never spent any time in prayer, did you? No, I didn't. I didn't even believe think he existed. But over these last two years, Joseph has been one of the most faithful people in our young adult group. He comes pretty much every single Tuesday. And not only that, he's gone with me to Mexico. How many times have you gone to Mexico on mission trips? I've gone to Mexico like four times already. I feel like I've gone like since I gone and wow, like few years have passed Mm -hmm. and just how I got to go to Mexico and I never done that before going outside of the country, like stepping foot outside and I stepped into Mexico like mm-hmm. and got this opportunity I never did before. And mm-hmm. it's just an honor to be up here and speak up here and get this part. And it's also an honor to, to volunteer at the church too. Yep, you I'm volunteer gonna, as an usher and a greeter out there yeah. at the at the eleven thirty service. Yeah, I'm well, let's do that. Let's talk a little bit about prayer. Okay. You know, prayer in your life because before you weren't praying at all, and now, how often would you say you pray? I pray. I try to pray. Do it consistently. Mm-hmm. Yep. I think that prayer is good because it helps people. Because I think we all need God's wisdom. That's exactly right. So on Tuesday nights for the last year now, um, the group usually gets over between 8.30 and 9. And as everyone's leaving, there's always one person that stays behind. And that one person has one question for me. Who's that person? Me. (laughs) (laughs) And what do you always say? What do you always say to me? Can we pray? That's exactly right. And so when everybody else goes home, we stay here. And where do we usually pray, Joseph? We pray in the office, your office. Sometimes it's outside, but it's been just your office. Yeah. We used to pray outside a lot until it got cold, didn't we? Yeah. Yeah. I remember. Yeah. We were, we would pray outside overlooking the, the, uh, the park out there. And that was kind of our regular routine. But then a couple of months ago, months ago, you said it's Paul, it's getting pretty cold. So we've been going inside and praying. And when we pray together, Joseph, um, who usually does most of the praying, you or me? I do. Yeah. I my prayers are like like I feel like I like it help like I have a lot to say like yeah. I'm trying to like picture it out. Mhm. Yep. Know. So how often do you usually pray when we're together? Pretty often like like once a night after young adults. But I mean how long oh. is it like 10 minutes, 30 minutes, an hour? What do you think? It's usually pretty long. <laughs> <laughs> Paul's just like has short words and, and that's it. There's times when we're praying and I said, Joseph, are are you about done? And what do you usually say? I'm still trying to think. Yeah, you say, I've got, I've got more things to say to God. Yeah. One of the things that's been really cool is he's not only praying with me, he's praying with other people. He prays with people in our young adult group. And I see him just praying on his own. When we were in Israel, we were in the bus and I saw him looking out the window and he was just talking to God as he was looking out the, the window to Israel. Do you remember that? Yeah, I remember that. I was kind of going through some hard times mm-hmm. and I still kind of am. And I just, Felt like I need to talk to God on the trip a little bit. Yep. Yep. Joseph has been a great example to me. Yeah, you guys can clap for him. He's been a great example to me about the power of prayer, the power of communicating with God and just being real and honest with God. Whatever he wants to say to God, he just says it. And so I would like to ask you if you would pray for everyone here today that they might want to pray to God. Do you mind doing that? Do you mind taking absolutely one or two minutes, no more than two minutes? (laughs) 
No more than two minutes and just pray for everyone here, buddy. Okay. All right. Go for it. Thank you. Dear God, I am happy to get the opportunity to speak to you today and with everyone here at the church. I hope that everyone here takes in this message and does it in their lives. Um, about, um, I hope that people start praying more to you and reaching out to you with no limitations at all because it helps them to build better relationships with you. And we all need your wisdom in life. Mm -hmm. Um, Just encourage everyone in this room to do that, God, to reach out to you more and, and, and to pray to you more. Encourage people to join more life groups um, as it will benefit them and their lives and just encourage this service to go well and encourage um, um, the day to go good too for everyone and just um, and just help us all to have, have a good rest of the service and mm-hmm. a good rest of the day. Amen. Amen. Good job, buddy. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. It probably would have been better. Uh, it probably would have been better if I just would have had Joseph preach the whole sermon, huh? Yeah. He's a great friend. He's a good person. Thank you, Joseph, for sharing and for praying for us. We wanted to pause in our service right now and just give you, give you that opportunity. Instead of just talking about prayer and preaching on prayer, we wanted to let you actually spend some time in prayer. And so we're going to have a time of communion right now. And for those of you who might be new or visiting, this is an opportunity for you to do exactly what we've been talking about. Just simply talk to God and listen to God. Tell him what's on your heart. Tell him about the things that you're struggling with and the, the victories that you're having in your life as well. So in just a moment, I'm going to pray, and then we're going to enter into this time of communion. The way it's going to look is we're going to have people from the outside rows. If you're on the inside, if you first would come out the inside row, come up to the front or the back of the room. That's where the communion elements are. Go ahead and serve yourselves and then go all the way back down and sit down. And once the outside rows have had an opportunity, then we're going to ask the center section to go after the outside sections have gone. So before I pray, I want to read a prayer of Jesus, actually. Jesus prayed this prayer in John chapter 17, verses 20 through 26. And it says that he was praying this probably for for everyone, for all believers, for all people. So as you listen to the words of Jesus's prayer, let it feel as if he's speaking to you specifically. Jesus said this in John chapter 17, verse 20. My prayer is not for them alone. I pray also for those who will believe in me through their message, that all of them may be one, Father, just as you are in me and I am in you. May they also be in us so that the world may believe that you have sent me. I have given them the glory that you gave me, that they may be one as we are one. I in them and you in me, so that they may be brought to complete unity. Then the world will know that you sent them and that you have loved them and that you've loved me. Father, I want those you have given to be with me where I am and to see my glory, the glory that you have given me because you loved me before the creation of the world. Righteous Father, though the world does not know you, I know you, and they know that you have sent me. I have made you known to them, and I will continue to make you known in order that the love you have for me may be in them and that I myself may be in them. Would you join me in prayer 
and then I'll ask the outside sections to come forward, take the elements, take them back to your seats, and then the center section after that, and just spend some time communicating with God. Join me in prayer. Dear God, we thank you so much for the example of your son, Jesus Christ. We thank you that time and time again, when we read about his life story, we see that he communicated with you on a consistent and a regular basis. He prayed with you in public. He prayed with you in private. He prayed by himself. He prayed with his friends and with other people. But he consistently wanted to communicate with you. And God, we want to do that same thing as well. Give us a desire to want to communicate and talk with you and hear from you and listen to you. I pray that we would do this not out of obligation or guilt or habit, but because we really want to better our friendship and our relationship with you. So Jesus, now as we take these elements, we remember your death, burial, and resurrection. And we thank you for your sacrifice for each one of us on a personal level. Jesus, we love you. It's in your name that we pray. Amen. The outside sections, you can go ahead and come forward.